Hello, friends. Today's episode is brought to you by From Within Records. In prison, in close combat, are doing a California weekend beginning of March. So if you're in Oxnard, Los Angeles, San Diego, please roll out, support both bands. I love what Las Vegas is doing. They have a great hardcore scene. Next month, March 24th and 25th, Hardcore Pride Weekend at the First Unitarian Church in Philadelphia. If you have not grabbed your ticket yet, please head over to the link in From Within Records bio. Grab a ticket before it's too late. If you're not subscribed to the From Within Records podcast, please boot up your Apple Music, your Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts and click subscribe. You can thank me later. If you're not following From Within Records on social media, please boot up your Twitter, your Instagram, click that follow button to stay up to date on all the current news. And like I always say, please support From Within Records because they support us. If you're looking for high quality merch for your band, for your business, please hit up my friends over at Good Fortune Printing out of Wilkesbury, Pennsylvania. You can follow them on Instagram at Good Fortune Printing. You can get in contact with them through email contact at goodfortuneprinting.com. They're easy to work with, and I am very much looking forward to be working with them next month. More news on that to come. Before we get into today's guests, I have to reiterate that Alexander Volkanovsky is the pound-for-pound greatest fighter in the world today. No argument. But if you have one, please reach out because Islam is about to get busted for cheating. But we will save that for... The next MMA show with Nate and Jeff, two of my favorite people in the world. But today we had to track down our good friend, Noah. He sings for a band called Wreckage. They just released their latest record on January 1st, 2023, titled Our Time. And I'm a huge fan. I love Wreckage, and I'm happy to see them continue to do great. Their discography is awesome. The people in the band are awesome. So for me, it's a pleasure to be able to support them, to have Noah on the podcast, to talk about the band. So if you've gotten this far and you're not familiar with Wreckage, or even if you are familiar with Wreckage and you have not listened to our time, please do yourself a huge favor. Hit pause, go boot up your Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, Bandcamp, YouTube, whatever it is. Listen to our time front to back. Maybe listen to it twice, front to back. It's amazing. I seriously think what they've created with that record is something special. And I'm looking forward to seeing it grow. I'm looking forward to see people bond with it. I'm just happy for that band. What they're doing is awesome. I can't wait to see them next month. So please support Wreckage, support Scheme Records. What they're doing is amazing too. Shout out to Scheme. So far, in my opinion, they have not missed. They're doing amazing things over there in the Scheme camp. But please, strap in, enjoy this conversation. Without further ado, welcome our good friend Noah Lemire to the show. Welcome back to the podcast, Noah. How's it going? 
it's going pretty well. How about you? Well, after uh, our technical difficulties, I'm happy that I was able to figure it out because I was really stressing out, but it was just one random uh, audio setting that I just had to figure out. So I'm, I'm good now. So thank you. Thank you for being patient. Yeah, of course. I was just sitting here chilling. Okay. Well, obviously, I, I wanted to have you back because Wreckage just put out a new record at the beginning of the year, which I thought was awesome. Mm-hmm. It was a, a perfect way to start off 2020. Yes. Perfect way to start off 2023. And was that strategic to be like, okay, cool. Let's sit on the record and do it day one of 2023. I had a really funny vision for how we would release all the music. So <clears throat> I forget what it was, but there was something that like randomly we dropped in like a, like a specific number, but I said, okay, how about we drop the first single on 11.11? So we did that. We dropped our time, the single on 11.11. And I was like, is there any way we could drop the record on the first day of 2023? So 1-1. So we just had all the music out on like 11.11 and 1-1. And I was hoping someday along the line, somebody would just like realize that I did that and think it was cool or be like, whoa, angel numbers, you know? Mm-hmm. But it was strategic. Yeah. That's awesome. No, I, I, I definitely like that planning. And I, I love the fact that there's a, a whole thing behind it because sometimes uh, just by coincidence, bands will drop stuff on certain days with no real meaning behind it. And it kind of is, is a letdown. So I'm like, oh, damn, there's like this weird opportunity that nobody even thought of. But to hear that you had this plan, I, I really like mm-hmm. that from you guys. Thank you. Okay. And for 2022, uh, obviously, uh, you had an appearance on the Once in Unity Comp Volume 3, which was awesome. Shout out From Within Records. Uh, what was that experience like for you? And uh, how much time uh, did you guys get uh, notice before you had to uh, record and submit the track? Um, I think we recorded that song in November of 2021 or something. Mm-hmm. I remember, I think, because I, I was still... I was, it was like after some class and I had like a horrible migraine, but we had already planned to like go down to our practice spot slash studio where we do all our recording. And I recorded it on like a horrible migraine. I was starving. I had been like in school all day and it, I mean, it worked out, but yeah, I think we got like months and months in advance to record that. Hmm. And that's crazy that you pushed through and did it while you were hungry and having migraines for, for me. Mm-hmm. I, I'd want to sit something like that out or try to reschedule at least because to, to do something that's like permanent under those circumstances, I, you know, I feel like there's a lot of pressure there. I, I love to punish myself. Okay. And I, I thought it was awesome that uh, you guys were able to, to be on that comp. Uh, I, I feel like that comp has uh, been awesome from the very beginning. So for them to be able to showcase a, a newer band like Wreckage, I, I was really happy to see you guys on there. I think it's easily one of the best comps because it pulls from so many bands across so many different labels, you know, so many different sounds and it compiles them all into one place. You know, like the AHC comp is great, but it's you know, it's mostly like triple B bands or something, mm-hmm. but from within they're like, it doesn't just have to be from within bands. It could just be bands we really like. So we'll hit up anybody that we really like. So we had like wreckage, Adrian, um, 
Nothing But Enemies from Scotland. That song is probably my favorite on the comp. That one still to this day blows me away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that that is one thing that is really uh, awesome and uh, different from that comp because uh, you are right. Where uh, there's these are the comps where they focus on uh, their their own bubble, which is totally fine. Um, you know, like you mentioned, the AHC comp is awesome, but for from within to uh, kind of just break down those walls and uh, just reach out to everybody that they wanted to have on the comp, uh, it, it was definitely something really cool to see certain bands, uh, you know, together on one record. Yeah, it's awesome. That's probably the best comp in hardcore. Shout out to Carter. Shout out to From Within. 100%. Yeah, love Carter. Love the label. And I am curious to see where, where it goes because I know that they said that uh, after Volume 3, it was going to you know take a break from doing it. So uh, I, I wonder how long of a break, which I am curious yeah. about because uh, he, he did put them out you know, vol- from Volume 1 to 3. It, it, it all came out pretty fast. Um, consecutively yeah it was like three years in a row right yes and the fact that uh he was able to produce something consistently and just the the quality of the content right was um, also consistently really good um i i thought that was really impressive so i'm looking forward to see what, where it goes in the future and i wonder how long um it'll go away for because for me i'm being selfish right i'm i'm, I'm a fan I, I love what carter does so i want to see him uh, to continue to create that magic but obviously uh, you don't want to like oversaturate and you know put out too right. many comps because there there might be some drop off at some point. I think if he gives it like maybe two three years, it'll give people enough time to be like, okay, we could use another comp, and it'll also allow for more bands to come into the light, you know. So it'll have some some fresh perspectives to throw into the comp rather than like I think he pretty much covered all the bases with the first three comps, you know. So it'll it'll allow some it'll allow some time for for some new bands to come in and to have some new sounds to display. Yeah, and for me, I, I'm thinking about like uh, imagine whenever uh, he does decide to bring it back, there's going to be like a whole you know new crop of kids that don't even uh, or who probably weren't even around when the uh, compilation was um, you know active. So uh, mm-hmm. I, I am curious, but the that that is a good thing right just kind of uh, tuck it away uh, just give hardcore a chance to uh, you know breathe in some new life uh, you know give bands an opportunity to um, get bigger or people to start newer bands and you know make their mark on the scene definitely and he could even in a few years he could bring back some of the bands that were already on it and they'll have you know matured their sound a bit refined their sound and they'll be able to produce something even better Hundred percent. Yeah, I, I always love to uh, obviously listen to the bands that I like, but just to be able to follow their career and see their growth, and um, you know, be able to look back on obviously the the older stuff that I love, but to see them grow, and for me to still be a fan, I I think that's something that I truly love about you know following bands. Mm-hmm. I liked it because it also, I think, for a few different bands, um, especially Wreckage, it kind of showed where they're going like the fool's game song i think showed that they were in a new direction the nothing but enemy song i think is a tease into where they're going it shows how they've definitely matured like it's the same sound but it's refined and then the wreckage song it had you know the blast beats it had the groove and i think that was pretty um reminiscent of what you find on the record as well okay and 
2022 not the busiest year for you guys obviously the compilation song there was a single that was released uh, was mm-hmm. that intentional uh, on your part i i probably i think i originally thought that the record would come out in the fall mm-hmm. but due to like vinyl backup you know it takes a while to get vinyl these days so we push it off until uh january just so that it won't be too long of a pre-order for people you know like people place the, the order for the record and then it's still going to take a few months for that record to actually come in like we don't even have the records in hand right now mm-hmm. maybe by the time this releases we will but i'm thinking probably march is when we'll actually have records okay well yeah a couple of months that's not too bad of a, a wait on, on a pre-order so- yeah Okay, and so the, that the vinyl part weighed heavy on the release of the record. Yeah, because I think it's kind of it's kind of shitty to like put out a record and be like, "Here's a pre-order for it." We won't have them until you know six months from now. But w- was there ever any thought of maybe doing like uh, some tapes, some CDs? I really wanted to do CDs, but for whatever reason, Kyle and the the Scheme family were were opposed to it. Um, I was thinking about going to the big man lumpy over at days and maybe having a days exclusive, <laughs> but it didn't happen. Okay. I'm oh. sure he could still get them out before the, before the record. Yeah. Um, you know, CDs, uh, they're very uh, attainable. I'm sure you go to like any local store and you can find a, a, a ton of blank CDs, but obviously it's true. It just determines on, you know, how fancy you want to get with the packaging. <laughs> That'd be pretty funny. Just like get a bunch of blanks and burn the record onto them. And then just maybe a, hand-drawn like wreckage on the front hand them out to people hey pre-orders are already in so hook some people up yeah interesting i i I am curious i I gotta get kyle on the horn and talk about or you know ask about the whole cd situation why they weren't for it (laughs) i don't know he just he's just like no you don't want to do that it's stupid like okay fine we won't do them I, I argue there's still, um, you know, CDs are a, a fine format. I, 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 I don't. Yeah. I, okay. So, so I collect a bunch of K-pop. Like these are all CDs up here, but I, I, I buy the albums to support the group. Um, obviously I, the majority, like 99% of the time I listen to the albums. It's through streaming, uh, vinyl is very rare in, in the K-pop realm. So I, I have a ton of CDs. Uh, it, it's a, you know, decent uh, format, but it's not my favorite. But if that's an option to to buy and support, like I'm willing to do it. Absolutely, and it's also small. You know, it's like a CD is this big, the case is this big. It's really easy to store, and I feel like everyone has a CD player still. Like we're not too far off the CD uh, era. Like your car probably has a CD player, unless you have like a 2020 model. But yeah, like I still have CDs in my car. So, yeah, so this, you know, in my car is the only place where I can listen to CDs because at home, my laptop, my computer, no disk drive. Mm. Me either. I actually, I don't even have a record player at the moment. I gave mine to my girlfriend. I was like, yeah, I'm going to buy a new one. And then I bought a new one. And then Amazon, for whatever reason, like put it on hold mm-hmm. and then canceled the order on me. And then I ended up filling the shelf that I was going to put that on with a bunch of books that I've just accumulated. So I'm out of luck until either I move or I just get rid of everything I own. Interesting. And getting rid of everything, that's an option for you. Heavily debating it. 
okay. liberating myself by freeing myself of possessions. You know, I, I went through this phase of like being a, a minimalist where I, I just didn't want to have anything, right? Just, just let me have my laptop, my Xbox and some clothes mm -hmm. and I'm good. But I feel you like I get rid of everything. Yeah, as I've gotten older, I, I just get stuff. Like, yeah, I have stuff here in Orange County, but even at my parents' house, my my mom tries to like she'll drop subtle hints like, "Hey, come pick up you know your thousands <laughs> of comic books that you have here." Um, they're they're in my old room, whatever. But she just uh, I, I think it annoys her that she knows that there's all these like you know little books in her closet that I, mm -hmm. I I've already read, so they just sit there. So I'm I'm trying to figure out something to do with those old comic books because they, they used to mean a lot to me. Uh, but like probably like eighty percent of them, I don't even care about anymore. Yeah, that's how I have so many shirts, and I'm always like, I gotta put these on Depop or something. Mm -hmm. And I put like maybe ten up on Depop, and I still have twenty that I could, you know, throw up there. And I just like, I don't, I keep rather than putting them up there, I just keep buying new shirts, you know, just accumulating more stuff that I do not need. I feel like that's the curse of going to hardcore shows because like I'll, I'll go in and be like, all right, like love the bands playing, zero interest in seeing their merch. But then I'm, you know, like obviously I'm curious. So I'll, I'll go and take a peek and I'll see something that I really like. I'm like, damn it, I don't need another shirt, but I don't really want to pass up that design. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I always try to give back. So there's a bunch of like younger kids um, out here in Orange County, um, and it, it trips me out that there's a lot of bands that they've never seen before. And I, I have like, you know, uh, there's like a young kid out here. I, I don't want to out him because I don't know if he'll appreciate that. But he's like, uh, like up until last year, he'd never seen Fury before. I'm like, dude, I was like, I have a tub mm -hmm. full of Fury shirts that I don't care about. Like, I, I still love the band. Like, I have like a couple of favorite ones in here that I'll never give away. But I was like, I have all these designs that, you know, I think you would probably appreciate more than me. Half of them are never worn. And he was losing his mind. But I was like, yeah, I was like, I, I don't want to go through the, the process of selling because I'm not trying to make money off of them. And it, yeah, say it'll you know clear up space for me. And it's going to a good home to some young kid, some local kid who loves mm -hmm. the band just as much as I do. So I've also never seen Fury. I'll be seeing them for the first time April 29th or 30th at a House of Disorder in Atlanta. That's a sick lineup. And that's a rare it appearance is. for Fury. Because uh, I, I know they went to Texas last year. like, But that was like a one-off thing, too. It, it's rare for them these days to do stuff um, here at home. So for them to, to get out of state, that's like super rare. Mm -hmm. I know. I was kind of surprised. I was like, damn, is he really? We, it was like we, we like last minute wreckage got asked to play that fast. Mm -hmm. And they were that was kind of like the selling point. It was like Fury might be playing. So we we're like, damn, oh. a Fury is flying definitely. And then we've got it like a week before it was announced or something that it was like Fury was confirmed. So we we're like, hell yeah. We love Fury over here at Wreckage Incorporated. That makes me like Wreckage even more because because mm -hmm. Fury's been inactive and I don't like to uh, let my bias like cloud how great like that band actually is. Um, so when people from out of state uh, you know, love them just as much as I do. That that, that that just gets me so excited because they're an important band for very uh, for Southern California. So for them to to still get that love, especially from from you guys, like a, a you know group of people that, that I love, that, that that gets me super excited because Fury still awesome. New records on the way. Um, really? I'm, 
yes i i don't know like whatever like i, I don't have like any real like you know crazy info but just like um talking to some members uh, t- talking to some members um uh in, in person i'm like hey like like what's up with fury uh, i'm trying to like and i'm trying to book fury like that's like like i constantly tell myself i hate booking shows i want to stop booking shows but i keep getting offers um uh but like one real goal of mine is like i want to book fury like this band that changed the landscape for me because like when i moved to orange county uh there was a scene but there was no real band that i could like attach myself to that i like identified with so when fury mm-hmm. popped off i was like this is awesome. And, and even at the time, the, the hardcore kids that I was hanging out with, they didn't get it. They're like, that band sucks. Like, we don't care, whatever. And I'm just like, that's fine, but I'm still going to su- support these guys go out of my way to, to, to see them live. Cause I think we're onto something and sure enough, they mm-hmm. have grown into this awesome legendary band. So was that around the time of like kingdom come or was that, no, this is like the demo wow. dude. This is like, like, Oh wow. Yeah. It's like demo days. This is, crazy and, and it's just like it's just one of those things like people like sometimes people are just afraid to um you know get into something new and i was like dude they're like what's the Definitely. worst that's gonna happen like it, it's a newer band out here in orange county like let's support them because worst case it's just another band they they'll fade but best case like this is something that could uh, you know help raise the scene uh, and you know change everything and sure enough they, they did all that so yeah and those kids that weren't down, uh, pretty sure they all dropped out. So, well, they sort themselves out, don't they? Yes, that's true. But yes, uh, but okay. But but going back to Fury, uh, I I'd asked. I'm like, hey, like you know, what's up with Fury? And I was just like, oh, like we just got done in the studio. So that's all I heard. So, all right, I'll be waiting. Yes, because I, from seriously, their whole discography, front to back, perfect legendary band i have two fury shirts that my dear friend sam allen gifted me there's one that's like it says like fury right on like the chest okay and then on the back it's got like a hand with some cards and like some japanese text it's awesome interesting and then there's like the it's like the comfort colors charcoal gray with the fury on the front and then the kingdom come on the back okay comfort colors okay i'll, I'll have to um, show you what i have i have a couple things yeah okay um but 2022 for wreckage you know uh, i don't want to say a slow year because I, I felt like uh you guys were getting out there more playing more shows uh just yeah we played a few shows not too too many mm-hmm. mostly around like the connecticut area yeah so 2023 is where we're breaking out we're busting out and i i feel like that's going to happen because uh the record our time comes out january 1st and I was seeing it everywhere and, and I, I seeing a, a lot of people post a record saying a lot of positive things about the record. And th- that got me really excited because I'm such a fan of your band and to see the scene, um, like the greater scene kind of give that respect to wreckage and, uh, you know, show a lot of love. I, I, I thought that was awesome. I'm like, hell yeah, this is so sick to, to see, um, this band from Connecticut, um, you know, just rising and just, honestly, I felt like, um, like, from the first release to demo two, you guys were always rising, but just to kind of see like it just continue the trajectory. It was going exponential, you know, um, I, it got an overwhelmingly good response more than I expected, you know, um, like there was just, 
constantly people hitting me up about it. There's people hitting up the chat about it. People asking about records, people asking about like test presses, just listen to a few different podcasts, people talking about how much they liked it. And it's like, damn, I'm really happy with this response. It's better than we, than we imagined really. And how much of that credit do you want to give to the label scheme? Scheme did a lot of legwork for us. I tell you what, Kyle, I got it right here. We're scheme family forever. Kyle, he does all our artwork. He does most of our t-shirt designs, if not all of them. I have one that I've commissioned that isn't Kyle. That's still in the works, Okay, but he does a lot for us. He charges us peanuts, you know, and he did a lot of like, he did promos for us. He did videos for us. He gets out there. He connects for us. He emails, gets out there and, you know, does his scheme shilling and whatnot. But yeah, he did. They do a lot for us. And we really wouldn't, we'd probably be like half as far without them. And that's really awesome to hear because I, obviously, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Kyle. Um, shout out Almighty Watch and shout out everything that he does behind the scenes because his artwork is great. I, I've had the pleasure to have been able to have, um, you know, to work with him and get stuff done. Uh, so I'm happy uh, to see him in your guys' corner putting on for you guys. Uh, mm-hmm. But with him there, and with the label backing, that's like a, a, a really awesome thing for him to be able to network and push your guys' name out there. But it, it is just really cool to, to even hear it from you, um, hearing uh, people on, on other podcasts talking about the record. Because it, it's, it's always interesting when you put something like you know a, a piece of art out there and you kind of have like a general idea of, of their reach. But then there's those moments where you're like, holy shit, I didn't even know that it hit, like had gotten out there like that far. Yeah, it's like I had people in like we just recently did like a merch thing in um, Indonesia. Like this guy hit me up. He was like, hey, I really want to like print some wreckage merch and have it out here. I was like, yeah, hell yeah. We don't even have a U.S. merch store. Fuck it. Mm -hmm. And then this dude from Australia hit me up for like, yeah, why not Australia? But yeah, it's had a lot more reach than I expected also. And when you're getting hit up for these, um, you know, merch options in other countries, are you like, are you or anyone in the camp like super involved or are you just kind of um, like green lighting and uh, letting it just kind of take its own course? I it's, it's me who responds to most of that. I run the band account and stuff. Mm. Um, sometimes people just hit me up directly, but it's like, yeah, I just have like Danny, our guitarist, he prints our merch. So it's real DIY over here. He works at a screen printing shop. He prints our merch. Um, he, I just had him forward me the designs, which are made by Kyle, and then I send those off to those guys. So we got Kyle artwork, wreckage artwork all over the world. Oh, oh, so okay, so they're using um your your designs. See, I I thought they were just creating their own wreckage designs and just selling them like in other countries. No, they're they're like yeah, send over some designs. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, sure. So I just forward them the the Photoshop stuff that Kyle made up, and then they throw it on a shirt. Sometimes they'll even do like designs that we did, but just tinker with it a little bit, switch things around, which I think is really cool because mm-hmm. now we have an Indonesia shirt that's just like ever so slightly different than the U.S. one. And do you ever request those kind of samples? Because I'm, I'm just kind of curious. Cause I don't even know what they would like print on out there or are they just using the same like, you know, uh, uh, you know, garment uh, companies like Gildan or Comfort Colors out there as well? 
I imagine they have like Gildan out there. They probably use Gildan because you know it's cheap, it's accessible. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and how tapped in are you with like the Indonesian hardcore scene? Because I only know of like uh, like two bands. I don't. I there's oh maybe I'm there's that band Whispers. Are they from the Philippines or are they from Indonesia? I'm pretty sure they're from I- Indonesia as well. Yeah, that's the only one I know, and I it looks like Indonesia. Jakarta especially has an insane hardcore scene right now. Just seeing videos from like No Pressure out there and Whispers playing like out in the street, and there's just swarms of people out there. It's crazy. Yeah, th- there's that other band that I know. Um, shout out to Bob Wilson and Rebirth Records. There's a band called uh, Crime Eighty Four out of Jakarta. Hmm. But I would love to get to places like that, like Indonesia, Australia, just international hardcore. I, I just want to see what it's like because I, I haven't true. had the opportunity to do that kind of travel and experience hardcore in different countries. No, I've never, I've never been to a hardcore show outside the country. Um, we got us to play Canada, but that's like hardly a different country, you know? Um, yeah, no disrespect. They're, they're but, just our neighbors. Yeah, they're just our neighbors. We're the, we're the same, you know? But um my goal for 2024 is to like get wreckage outside the country maybe overseas well i i feel with the response that the record has had i i don't feel like that would be that big of a challenge obviously i'm not talking like financially because like obviously there's like a big you know um, cost to do that kind of stuff but i feel like the opportunity is there like i'm sure people um already know of wreckage I, yeah, we have, I mean, I've gotten a lot of people from Indonesia hitting me up. So it seems like we would have a good show in Indonesia. I think Germany, there seems to be a lot of wreckage fans out in Germany. Mm -hmm. Um, a good amount in Japan, probably. And then maybe even Australia. Who knows? Yeah. But it's, I, it's less about even having like good shows out there rather than just like having the experience of going out there and playing there would be even better yeah because i i feel like the the fact that you could go to another country and just have the opportunity kids mm-hmm. even if one person showed up i'd be like that's so sick that there's someone like in a whole another country different part of the world that is into our band our music whatever that, that would just blow my mind mm-hmm. and if i think about it it's like damn someone in indonesia is just going to be walking around in a record shirt because they liked our music and wanted to represent us, you know? Mm. Yeah, that's that's real love too. So shout out to the people who, who want to do that. Just to, you mm-hmm. know, the, the fact that they had the, the, the respect, right? Because there's hella like bootleggers out there um, mm-hmm. doing their thing. I, I bootleg stuff, so I'm not going to go too hard on it. But the fact that they had the like <laughs> enough respect to, to, to reach out and be like, hey, like we're, we're into your band so much that we want to do this. That's, I think that's like awesome. Yeah, shout out to I think it's called Grass Demon Merch from Indonesia. Okay, Grass Demon Merch. I I, I gotta look them up because I I want to I want to see what's um, going on out there because you know all the whisper stuff that that pops up, it's, mm-hmm. it's always looking crazy. So it, it's so sick to see too that like you know there's a uh, you know obviously there's scenes all all over the world, but when when you see that stuff on social media and just seeing it go crazy, I I think it's so cool. It's awesome. Yeah, hardcore is really like popping off worldwide right now yeah i I feel like there's good hardcore in every country we just have to figure it Mm -hmm. out because because i always get surprised sometimes i I get like a little curious and 
go look at my analytics and there's people like in Ireland. I'm like, who the hell in Ireland mm-hmm. is like listening to it? I like, know. I love, <laughs> I love going on like a Spotify for artists and like looking through the stats and being like, where are people listening to wreckage? And it'll be like, it'll surprise me. There'll be like 20 people in Chile or something mm-hmm. listening to wreckage, like a hundred people in Brazil, something like that. Yeah. That's awesome. It's, it, it, it's cool to, um, obviously I, I don't like to get too caught up in it cause it, it'll definitely mess, mess with your head. But it, mm-hmm. I, I think it is uh, just pretty interesting to just kind of check in there every now and then. Cause like when I was looking at my Spotify wrapped, uh, for last year, it was like, Oh, you're now in 42 different countries. And I was like, what the heck is going on? Cause this is, uh, you know, something that I started in 2017 that I, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I didn't even know where I was going to go. So fast forward to 2023 and, probably in more countries by this point, but it's just something that I never even would have thought of happened. Yeah. It's awesome. You, you mentioned Spotify. Um, do you mm-hmm. control that part of the band as well? Um, I don't, what you mean in terms of like just looking at the stats or. Yeah. Cause I'm, when, when I listen to, um, uh, wreckage on Spotify, I, I will, I'll see like, um, you guys have your flyer for your record release, uh, like are you, are you in yeah. charge of all that? Yeah, that's me. Okay. And I, I, I do have a question. So when I'm looking at that, um, it's like your, your record release, um, April 8th, um, mm-hmm. And, but, but, but I love it. It was like a play on words, right? Um, you, you spelled a uh, record, you know, like wreckage. And I was just like, that is so awesome. But I, I haven't really seen you post like that, like anywhere else, like promoting the show, which I'm like, that's like a missed opportunity. Cause I think just whenever I, I go on Spotify, I, I kind of like Genius you know, marketing. Yeah. I'm like, this is, this is so sick. And I always, I, I just smirk when I see that. I'm like, that's fucking awesome. So I'm just like, why isn't, why are they doing it everywhere else? Cause like, I even went and looked on, on the Instagram, like, please tell me that they're advertising it like that, but I didn't see it there when i when i posted the record i said something like the reckoning is has arrived or something but it was spelled it like you know wreck w-r-e-c-k reckoning but i haven't done it on like the actual instagram i try to keep that mostly like bullshit free and like keep all the bullshit that rattles around in my brain and like the personal Well, I, I do appreciate it. So, so just thank you. I'll, I'm I'll, glad I'll, somebody does. <laughs> yeah. The clever stuff like that. I'm like, that. this is, this is awesome. And obviously, and I, I, I like to see the creativity and know that you're having fun with it too. Mm-hmm. Okay. We always try to have fun. It's, I think I was thinking about this today or yesterday or something like wreckage probably presents as a very serious band, but behind the scenes, like if you listen to the live session that we just did with the interview, we're the most unserious people. It's like we, it's it's all jokes, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I just remember like my early days of being a wreckage fan and just being curious because, like, uh, you know, shout out to to anxious. If it wasn't for anxious wearing wreckage merch, I would. Uh, I don't think I'd still be clueless, but I, I, I probably just wouldn't be as tapped in as I am now. Yeah, they've they've also done some legwork for us. I can't. I can't give them zero credit. They've they've promoted for us very hard from day one. Even when we just had that like shitty little demo out, Grady hit me up. He was like, he was like, this is awesome. Like, who's in this band? But yeah, yeah, th- those are my homies for life. My brothers. 
Yeah, and I, I I love seeing that that unity, right? Just putting on for your local scene, and like I said, just seeing them in, in wreckage merch. Um, excuse me, wreckage merch like uh, across the country. It, it got me curious. So, so I I, I think it's awesome that uh, they were so down. And shout out to Anxious, uh, still one of my favorite bands. They're doing awesome stuff, and can't mm-hmm. wait to see them on tour soon. But the cover photo for our time which is mm-hmm. uh, taken by Cody uh, Ganser. I hope I'm pronouncing it yes. correctly. Um, I, I think that's how you pronounce his name. Okay. Cody, if I pronounce that wrong, just reach out and I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll fix it. But uh, awesome photo. Uh, did, can you talk about that photo? Like uh, what show that, uh, you know, was that and how you landed on that photo for being the cover for the record? That was uh, at the Wallingford American Legion in Wallingford, Connecticut. It was the One Step Closer show, I believe, February 11th or 12th of last year. And one of the best shows we've ever played. It was an insane response. Before we even started playing music, there was like violent moshing, violent side to side to just like feedback as our drummer was still like taking his coat off and putting his snare on the stand. It it was crazy. It was the first set that Hey Five Six filmed as well. But yeah, there was during that picture was during end result and i was like on my knees like at that part was like that where there's that build up Mm -hmm. and i was like you know putting the mic in the air and he snapped that picture i had no idea he was there didn't know who he was and then he posted those and i was like wow these are the best pictures of wreckage to date and then when we started mocking up like art for the record kyle hit us up with some crazy like black sabbath art that was awesome i was like i want to use that even if it's a picture of despise that you use to mock it up i was like how can we recreate that and i was like looking through all the wreckage photos that i had in my like mental cache and i was like what if we flip this one and you kind of did the same thing there and it didn't turn out to be the same exact thing but we kept that picture and i think it really works perfectly with the vibe the aesthetic i was able to make anything that he makes look like it's from 1988. Uh, you know, it just turned out perfect. Got the long sleeve t-shirt on real old school. Yeah, definitely a vibe, but I, I am curious about the, the color scheme because, uh, uh, to me it, it stands out and it fits the vibe of the record. Cause like, well, like I feel like just everything fits is when I look at the cover and I think about the record, it all just makes sense. Like, I don't think it's a mismatch or it, it doesn't go together to me. Everything is just like, this is like a great pairing, perfect package. Yeah. Um, we, the, like I said, the first thing he sent us was like some crazy black Sabbath art and it had like cool, like, I don't even know how to describe it. It just had like emotion, like the colors, had a certain aesthetic to it. I was like, I really want to keep like the colors to it, like not a black and white record, something that has some, you know, dynamics. And he, at first I didn't like the font, but now I think it works pretty well. So it's got like the orange and the blues. And I was like, that's really what I wanted. Like he kept that aspect to it as well. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the moment that I knew that I really love this record is, um, the, the fact that it, it i feel like it went by so fast right i i was having such a good time like you know from the beginning of uh, searching for soul to accepting or the end of accepting defeat 
and I was just like, wow, like th this record, it just like no tracks felt like it was a chore to get through. Like, oh, okay, like I have to get through this track to get to the 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 good stuff. I, I honestly feel like front to back, you guys really you know put out a great body of work. I'm not sure that any of the songs are more than two minutes long, and I think that's perfect for us because mm -hmm. it keeps the energy, and you know we're not dragging anything on longer than it needs to be. And I've seen a lot of people really like that about the record. So we'll probably continue to work like that. Yeah. No, and I, I, I mean it too, like not, not just because the songs are short, but I just really love the music that you guys created here. Like, like mm -hmm. to me, it's just, um, you know, there's so many different types of hardcore. Um, I, I do enjoy all different subgenres of hardcore, but there's just certain records that stick out to me where I'm just like, wow, this, like I look forward to listening to this because it's just good from front to back. And it's just like every time I'm, I'm just trying to, um, you know, just, uh, you know, just think about each song, uh, you know, differently each, like with each new listen, just cause it's just like, it, it doesn't happen that often for, for, especially for someone like me, maybe it's different for other people, but, um, I've been around for, for so long. Like sometimes like bands will put out stuff. I'm like, okay, like I've, I've heard this type of record before. This is not done as well as like this other one. So whatever. But like when I listen to our time by wreckage, I'm like, hey, this is something special. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And it's, I, I have to give all the credit for that to Matt. I feel like he wrote all the songs like in his head and then like, uh, just like sitting in his room playing guitar and recording them onto his, to his iPhone speaker, you know, but he, he's a man of refined taste. He takes what he knows and then he does it better, you know, mm -hmm. but yeah. And it's 10 minutes. I think the full record is like 10, 11 minutes. So it's not hard to get through. Even if you don't like it, you could sit through it and be like, all right, I don't have to listen to that again, but yeah. I'd be curious to hear why, uh, someone wouldn't like this record. Well, and this is coming from like a, a real hardcore person, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, I went through like a rabbit hole of going through all the crate reviews because we got a lot of crate reviews. Okay. And some people are just like, so at first, the worst responses we got were like, I don't usually like this style of hardcore, but this is cool, you know? Mm -hmm. And they'll give us like three stars, something like that. Then other people will be like, you know, real middle of the road hardcore. But more so than not, we got very good responses to it for sure well um i i, I am curious I, I i don't have a, a create account probably will never make one if i'm being honest uh, <laughs> that's fine it's a it's a, it's whatever yeah but 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 i am curious uh because like i said when the record did come out i i saw a lot of positivity and Obviously, it, it's uh, sometimes it gets hard to gauge because uh, you're in your social media bubble. But uh, shout out to Twitter when I'm seeing um, stuff on my like for you page, which I don't really like on Twitter. But just seeing people that I don't even follow, but obviously closely tied to, there's some mutual or something. But just seeing tens of people that I, I don't even follow posted, I'm just like, okay, cool. Like this is not just me being biased on obviously being friends with you um, and uh, being such a big fan of the band. I'm like, okay, like that's not the reason why I like this record so much. This is actually a good hardcore release. Thank you again. But yeah, seeing people who aren't like your friends or like somebody that you just know or know of seeing more than just those people like bump the record and really enjoy it is an awesome feeling. 
Yeah. And I, you guys deserve it. Just all, all the hard work you guys put into it. Like, like I said, you guys created something special here with uh, our time. And what was your experience like um, with uh, the record coming out and, uh, you know, literally like uh, the week after is like FYA, which is, uh, you know, one of the uh, best fests, uh, you know, in the country. It's the first fest of the year. Uh, any, um, you know, uh, nervousness before or were you guys just going into it with like zero expectations? I had no expectations. I didn't know what to expect. I thought at the worst, it'll be like fun for us, you know, mm-hmm. um, but I was nervous going into it, like before getting on stage and then being on stage, like looking out to the rooms, like, whoa, this is the most people I've ever played to in my life. But once like searching for soul hit, it was just whole room was side to side. And I was like, okay, damn. Wow. And then it set the tone for the rest of the set. We had a really, really good set again, better than I ever expected it to be more people singing along people i had no clue who they were singing along uh stage dives it was probably the first time we've gotten that many stage dives but it was awesome we sold out a merch too that was great yo that's that's always a good look because not having to take anything (laughs) home is such a good feeling it was such a nightmare getting it there i had to like we had our friend chris chris macenti who's part of uh seventh circle who books all the shows in connecticut okay um he was driving down and we we're like, yo, Chris, could you bring our merch? And Danny printed it and he like put them in, in all in the box, like just lumped together. And he had them in like three different boxes. And I went over after work one night cause he lives pretty close to me. And I was like, all right, let's just like roll these up and try to squeeze them into one box. And we like squished them in there and like shoved it in, like duct taped it and put it in the back of his car. We made it work, but it was almost a nightmare. Yeah, well, at least it got there, and at least you sold out. Yeah, because seriously, having to like you know you're not always gonna sell out like uh, you know, which is fine. Um, but then mm-hmm. just like okay, now we have to lug these back. Uh, you know, maybe put them online. You have to go through that whole thing, or maybe just sit mm-hmm. on them but to the next show and not have a new design for for people. Yeah, so. we had. I mean, we had like five shirts left over, and they were like smalls and mediums, and. You, it's hard to get rid of those ones because nobody really wears smalls or mediums. But yeah, no, um, I never want to print small t-shirts again. If I'm being honest, no, there's no need to. I, if anything, I'm going to print more three X because I had a lot of people come up and were like, "Do you guys have any three X by chance?" And every time I'd be like, "No," you know, mm-hmm. we have two X. They'd be like, "That's not going to cut it." Yeah. I, yeah, we need to show more love to the to, to the bigger sizes because I, 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 I absolutely I, I was like fearing like last time I, I I did merch I was like oh shit I was like I want to make sure I have enough for for the small people um you know the size small people but mm-hmm. um turns out they didn't show up to the fest <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and it's like I, even the people who could wear a size small I feel like want larger sizes too you know. Yeah, because they're probably thinking long term, which like I wish I would have thought yeah. like that when I was a kid. I was like, okay, let's buy a bigger size so I can grow into this, and mm-hmm. you know, be able to to support and wear this shirt for like way longer. Because when I was a like a teenager, when I was going from like a size medium to a large, I had I had a bunch of shirts that I couldn't fit into. But I was like, why didn't I have the foresight to just buy bigger? Because I was still yeah. growing. I know I had 
I bought a lot of medium shirts when I was, you know, 14, 15, 16, because I could fit into them. And then I started going to like the larges when I was like 18, 19. And then recently, the larges haven't been cutting it either. And I've had to bump up to the XL. So I've been getting everything XL. And now I have so many large shirts that just are just sitting around. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, I, I go in between, like, I prefer a large, but I can definitely rock an XL. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the XLs fit like a large, and it's like, somewhere in between an XL and a large, and it's like perfect. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes there's larges that fit like mediums, or larges that fit like XLs, like comfort colors, sometimes run a little bit bigger, and it's like, nice, this is good. Yeah. And then sometimes I'll wash them or I, I don't know if I'm washing them wrong or maybe the garment is just weird. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's just, that's just a weird size. I'm just like, this is, yeah, this is not what I paid for. I like now it's just, I've been getting XL for everything. And recently lumpy just gave me like a, it was, it's like a slightly messed up, no soul shape, uh, no soul saved shirt. Mm-hmm. And it's printed on Toltex. And I didn't realize that they run massive and the things like down to my forearms. Jeez. I was like, damn, that's just going to sit there forever now. Yeah. You'll like wear it to the gym or something. Yeah. I'll <sighs> just have to get massive just for that shirt. Yeah. What's up with no soul saved? I remember um, I, I got a CD a while ago. They put out that demo. And then mm-hmm. I think last year they put out like an EP or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if they're going to continue to do anything. I think Lumpy still claims them as like one of his bands, but yeah, I think all those people in that band, it's like Lumpy, who's always doing stuff for days. It's hard to get, and he's in King Nine again. So, oh, really? I didn't King know Nine that. is pretty busy. Um, and then isn't Sanction going on tour or they did a tour? No, Sanction doesn't have anything lined up right now, I don't think. Or was like they just did like an Australia tour. Yeah, yeah, that, that's but, what I was talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then it's also John from Vane and Nick Herman who's in vomit fourth. I'm not sure if he's in anything else right now. So it's like a bunch of people who are in busy bands, full-time tour. Yeah. Full-time touring bands, always doing stuff, but yeah, I'm sure they could also just shit out a record if they wanted to, but <laughs> I, I love that you say shit out. Yeah. Cause they're also talented. Like when I, when, yeah. I, when I look at people like them, I'm just like, yeah, I wonder how much or how hard it is for them to create this awesome music. Cause for someone like me, mm-hmm. it's, it's just like thinking about it. It's like, yeah, that's like magic. Cause I can't play an instrument. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I don't know. I'm sure they could just come up with something like maybe a few weeks and they have a record on their hands, but yeah. Okay. So post FYA, uh, it, we're in the month of February, so the record's been out for over a month. Um, you, you did mention that uh, record wants to get busier playing shows. Um, is that the main focus, or are, are you guys even thinking about the next body of work, or like how does that whole thing, uh, you know, come up next? I'm thinking about it. Um, I don't know if they are, but I'd love to see what we do next. But yeah, right now we're focused on playing shows this summer we want to tour and i think we have some solid actually might even have two things like nailed down at the moment but june a few days august a few things going on we'll see what july holds you know okay you don't have too much detail but do any of those include the west coast 
not at the moment. Okay. Well, whenever wreckage wants to come to California, please keep Orange County in mind. Let me know. I, I will make it happen. All right. Because Orange County, we're, uh, we're, we're doing okay. There, there, there's some, uh, you know, uh, shout out to Major Payne. They're doing great things out here, uh, you know, representing um, Orange County hardcore. Uh, and uh, the singer of that band, uh, he, uh, Kenny, shout out Kenny, good friend of mine. Uh, he worked a program, so him and I, uh, you know, are working hard to try to bring more shows to Orange County. Program looks awesome. I've seen a lot of photos and videos from it's a shop right it's a skate shop yeah during the day um it's a skate shop slash record store that they sell records in there that's awesome that's it doesn't get any cooler than that yeah and they're they have a really good selection of hardcore like they they they, they carry a wide range of records but they have a really Mm -hmm. good selection of hardcore that's awesome there's like one record store that I know of in Connecticut that really actually there's a couple, but the main one in Connecticut that has like a good hardcore selection is red scroll in Wallingford. Um, Cause it's guys who like used to be pretty active in the hardcore scene and they know guys who still like distro hardcore records. So that you know, they'll like drop stuff off to them. Mm-hmm. Um, I know there's a few places that lumpy like drops off his records too. So there's a bunch of days selections all over Connecticut. Um, but yeah, it's cool to see record stores have, good like punk and hardcore selections 100 percent, because uh i was i can't remember how long it was maybe it was a couple months ago just uh going in there and visiting kenny while he was working and just seeing young kids coming in and being like what is this and we're like oh that's actually a, a lo- they just by chance grabbed um a, a local band's records we're like, oh that's actually a, a local band like you should check it out it's pretty cool and they had no idea that uh, there were even shows happening at programs where, Hey, yeah. Like sometimes if you're you know into this kind of music, like we do shows here sometimes. So, you know, definitely check it out on social media. Definitely a really cool, very welcoming place. That's awesome. And you, yeah, there's go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I was just, I'm going to ask you about Connecticut. Uh, are there any like newer, like upcoming bands that uh, are popping off that people should know about that might not be aware Let's see. What do we got in Connecticut? We got Wreckage. We have Broken Vow, who's like centered around Connecticut. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Ultimatum. That's uh, members of it's Cesar who played guitar in Ilcom. He sings in that band. And then it's members of like the Broken Vow crew and Nick Bertles. Um, we have Burning Hand. That's the homie Matt. Uh, there's Hard Feelings. It's some um, old, old friends of mine. Still rocking. Um, I think Last Straw is putting out another record. I hope so. I I love that band so much. It's it's dope. There's no one really making like hardcore punk like them right now. So it's cool. It's like everything about it is like the early '90s aesthetic. You know, it's pretty lo-fi production. The Grady has got a great youth crew voice like he sounds almost like uh Siv from gorilla biscuits with like the way it like breaks and he's not like at a hundred percent when he yells it's like you know 80 to 90 percent and then his voice will like break and it'll sound awesome but yeah hope i'm not missing too many bands there yeah but if you 
if, if anything comes to mind, just let me know. Cause like, cause I'm always curious to, to hear, um, you know, or, or get put on about what's to come. Mm-hmm. And I'm such a fan of last Ra. I'm happy that when I look back at my history of booking shows, uh, when you go back to the first show that I ever booked, it was a last Ra show. So that's something that I always, uh, you know, think back fondly of because I, uh, had been bugging, uh, everyone in last Ra to do something out in California, excuse me. And for us to, uh, make it happen, it was something very special to me. So I, I'm very stoked that, um, I, I was able to, to, to do that. I will say if in case I'm forgetting anybody follow seven circle productions on Instagram, they book pretty much all the hardcore shows around Connecticut and they're always, you know, bringing in bands. They're mixing like good local bands in with the big packages that come through Connecticut. So you'll get like a little bit of everything on every show. Yeah. And I, I feel like that's a really good move to, to, mm-hmm. to be able to um, do that because uh, the touring bands might not be aware of what's going on locally. So to kind of bring them together and obviously give the um, local bands that opportunity to, to maybe play on, on a you know, slightly bigger show that, that that's super, super smart. I think. Well, obviously I'm missing kidnapped and almighty watching the brother bands of wreckage. Um, kidnapped is Danny who plays guitar in wreckage and Dakota who plays drums in wreckage. And then it's Quas who plays guitar in almighty watching and our friend Gabe. Um, but Kidnapped just recently is began working with Days, and they have some new music coming out this year on Days. And I think that they will become a household name because it is just heavy, disgusting, pure power violence. And I think it'll like it'll shock a lot of people. Maybe it'll put that style of hardcore into a lot of people's radars. They're going on tour with Last Wishes and Adrian around LDB, and then they're playing the LDB pre-show. So that'll get them some more exposure. But yeah, I think Kidnapped is about to pop off this year. I love the name. The name's crazy. It's perfect through and through. It's literally like maybe my favorite band. Kidnapped and Envision are my two favorite hardcore bands. Envision, special band. They're so sick. Special. What's up with Almighty Watching? what news can you leak out? Cause I love that band so much. I love them too. Um, I think they have two new songs recorded. Kyle just finished up recording the vocals for them. Um, I don't know if it's going to be for a split or for, or they're just going to put them out, but yeah, they have two new songs. They're both awesome songs. They're really leveled up from, from, uh, the EP that they put out, but Yeah more devious weed smoker licks more more mosh you know it's, it's always surprising when i'm like so into a band and then they somehow do manage to level up and continue to put out even better music it's just like mm-hmm. mind blown so to hear you say that it has me very excited to hear those new songs mm-hmm. so next month in march wreckage will be traveling to philly for a show that's right which Hardcore I, pride weekend I, I will be there in, in attendance which is going to be crazy hell yeah so th- will that be your first your first wreckage experience yes my first so i i will remember it um forever w- whether it be a good experience or a bad experience <laughs> i hope it's good <laughs> i hope it's good no I, I, we've had we've had some bad experiences 
that one step closer show I was talking about before where they got the album art picture. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt's guitar was just broken and it was so out of tune the whole set. And Sonny was standing on his side of the room. Oh, no. So the whole video is just Matt's out of tune, horrible guitar. And he had to get a new guitar. Yeah. It was that bad. Gone. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Okay. Uh, and are you guys uh, preparing anything special for, for uh, March for that weekend? Or is it just going to be another wreckage set? We're, tr- um, no, it'll just be a wreckage set. Probably. Um, we're trying to get all of the, our time songs down. We, for FYA, we didn't play all of them mm-hmm. because uh, Sean, our bassist, and Danny, our guitarist, didn't know all of them. But we're we've been practicing. We're trying to get more of them down. So hopefully, we have a larger arsenal for Hardcore Pride Weekend. Oh, front to back, our time. Maybe that's the I, that's the ambition for the record release is to play that front to back, and then maybe like demo two at the end of the set. I I'd be into it. That's that obviously not that long of a set, but the the quality of music that's there, perfect. And I, I'm very much looking forward to to getting out there to Philly because it's been. I'm trying to think the last time I was there because I, I I flew out there, maybe it was like November or October. I can't remember exactly, but I I um, was in Pennsylvania and I went to Philly to film an interview with Bob Wilson. That was the last time I was there. So I'm looking forward to getting back there, especially for that weekend. So shout out to from within records, plead your case. It's going to be crazy. The lineup for both days is insane. It is. It is. I don't know if I'm going to go to the first day because there's a cool show happening in Western mass and Western mass is just like Tommy Hart from broken bound anxious is reviving the scene there. Cause that's his hope. That's where he's from. Okay. But when I was younger, there was a lot of shows going on there. My first band played so many shows in Western Mass, and then it just died. And he's sort of bringing it back. And it looks like he's got this awesome new venue. It's like a nice small room. Looks perfect for hardcore shows. And the show that just happened there looks awesome. So I might want to go to the show that's happening there. It's Last Wishes, Adrian. Or no, Last Wishes, Kidnapped. I don't know if Adrian's playing because I think they're playing in philly that day um yeah they're on the first day they're on the first day so yeah i'm probably gonna go i'll we'll see i'll go to either of those i've got options but the second day looks awesome too yeah uh mind force special band very yeah like one of the biggest bands in hardcore right now so if not the biggest band in hardcore yeah that the footage from that FYA sets insane. It was unbelievable. I was like standing in line getting food. I was like, I need to see Mind Force. Last year they played the most insane set I've ever seen. And they've probably doubled in popularity since then. So I could only imagine how crazy it was going to be. And then I got in there and I walked to the back and the pit was literally from the front of the room, the stage, all the way to the back where like the the bar is in the back of the room. Mm-hmm. It was the most insane thing I'd ever seen. Yeah. I love that band. They're so awesome. <clears throat> but I'm curious to hear about this Western mass scene. Uh, 
Tommy. I feel like Tommy can, can do everything. I, I saw a video of him playing with a restraining order. I was like, I didn't even know he was filling in for them. That's crazy. Yeah, I literally I saw on his be real. If you know what that is, is it's like this app where it's like it'll notify you just randomly throughout the day, and you click on it, you take a picture of yourself, and then what's in front of you. And on his be real, it was him, and then Keith and Will. I was like, what the hell's going on here? Mm-hmm. And he just replied, Western Mass Hardcore. <laughs> and then I saw a couple of days later he was playing that show with them. That's wild. That, that that's a great mashup. We had uh, love restraining order, love Tommy. So it, it's it's cool to hear him uh, to hear that that's going on out there because for for a scene to to kind of uh, hit a low point, uh, it, it, it's such a bummer and it, it's hard, right? Like when when, when things get. Um, you know, pretty dry. It, it, it gets hard to kind of bring people's morale back up and to be like, "Hey, like shit was once popping here. Like we can do it again." Yeah. Because uh, you got to find the right people to to want to help out and to you know have the local kids support and spread the word. So for him to be able to you know help in that movement, I I think it's really awesome. Yeah, he's he's been trying for a while to get it like back up and running, but he's I think successful. And maybe we'll see a lot more shows happening in Western Mass. So it won't just be like Southern Connecticut, like the New Haven area. We'll now also have Western Mass to go up and play. Yeah. And I feel like the eventual goal is to to make your city, your scene, a destination spot for like when bands go on tour. Mm-hmm. Like- it used to be, it was a destination spot, to be honest with you. It was, we had the, the Waterfront Tavern in Holyoke, Massachusetts. I saw some incredible shows there and some incredible shows happen there that I didn't go to like harm's way would go there. Um, I want to say incendiary played there once or twice, but I can't remember. I saw, um, one of the first shows I ever went to was like the beautiful ones, um, caught in a crowd. Who else was on that? Regulate played it packed show in the middle of winter at the waterfront tavern. I played there a few times, but yeah, it was like a, a destiny. Like people booked that on their, their big hardcore tours. Do you know what happened? Like how does something like that fade away? Cause uh, like, I don't know. Yeah. They, it might've just shut down or maybe they just didn't want to do hardcore anymore because it was uh, too crazy for them. Maybe rude awakening played there a lot and their shows would get crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah. There was a spot in Connecticut called the Up All Night Collective, which was awesome. It was run by hardcore people. It was super DIY. Um, some of the best shows for like some of the best shows in the 2010s in general happened there. And one day the fire marshal came in oh, and man. said, none of this is up to code and shut the place down. And it was gone forever. Yeah, we had a local venue like that. Um it wasn't some like uh, it wasn't like a like a business district, but it was like a bunch of warehouses, and they had a good run. But like one night, I think just the neighbors, uh, like like a, a neighboring business, kind of popped in. I was like, "What the fuck is going on here?" And they immediately like called the fire department to you know ch- check it out, and immediately got shut down. What a shame! Yeah, it, it sucks because it, it it's hard to try to sell a business to be like, Hey, can I host a hardcore show here? Cause <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, to, to, 
to try to explain that um as crazy as moshing is it's like like people understand what's going on it's actually safer than mm-hmm. than you think right the the, the optics yeah, i get it are, are, are fine, really scary know? but but it, it's it's not as out of control as people think that that are on the outside no. and if somebody gets hurt like they're not going to call the cops you know you would like, hope you're not going to get in trouble <laughs> yeah you would hope you would hope but yeah like the, the venue is never going to get in trouble for somebody getting hurt yeah not at a diy diy spot yeah that's why most stuff happens at the wallingford american legion now because it's just it's run by this dude andreas who he's been in hardcore his whole life so and how how did you guys uh you know obviously he's been in hardcore for a while did he, did he just pop up one day and was like hey like i have this space that place has actually been a venue for like maybe 20 years like shows happened there a long time ago Mm -hmm. and it was like all different like i just played with colin of arabia there like a week or two ago and he was like the last time we played here all these walls were different like 15 years ago that's that's crazy (laughs) Mm -hmm. but yeah it's it's a legendary spot in connecticut yeah, I, I I love uh, having those kinds of places that are, are able to you know stand the test of time because mm-hmm. uh, I, f- I feel like I, I just being out here in Southern California, like I've known so many venues in so many different cities that have come and gone and have never made it back. But like the special venues, like shout out like for for program to to be able to um, exist, it, that's like something that I truly it blows my mind when I think about it. I'm mean, even though like I book shows there, but just to be able to um for it to be able to function as a business uh, during their their hours of, of business and then a- like afterwards to to be able to have uh, not just hardcore punk shows they, they'll do like emo indie. There's rappers have been in there. Uh, so for wow. them to to have been able to to just do that for so long, I think it's special, and I hope kids like appreciate what it is because we we do have like professional venues, which which are fine as yeah. well, right? From all sizes, from your um, your chain reactions all the way up to the House of Blues, those are fine. But um, it's just there's always gonna be something different about having a DIY spot versus those professional Definitely. venues. Yeah, we've played. There's a spot in Hamden, Connecticut, which is like pretty much New Haven. Um, it's called the space ballroom and it's like our corporate spot, you know, like when Madball comes around, they play, they play there. We played with Matt. I've played with Madball there twice. Um, but it's like, you get there and it's like, you have to sign a W nine and you have to go there and sound check. And there's people running bars. There's a lot of different people to pay out. And the room is pretty big. And sometimes it doesn't always translate well for hardcore shows, but that's where wreckage is having our, record release with Cedar Pain and Vision, Burning Lord and Kidnapped, but we're doing it in a different room. We convinced them to have a show in the front room, the front room where they usually do merch because it's like there's a small stage where bands will usually like the headliner will set up their merch on that little stage and people will go up there. Mm-hmm. But it's like a nice it's like big enough. The room is like pretty small, but it's long. So it's like thin and long. So you can pack people in there. And it'll be like, I think it's like perfect for an actual hardcore show, you know? And for I'm thinking it might be legendary for there to be a stage already there in place. Had they done shows um, in that room before? Not for a long time. 
uh, maybe back in the I've never seen a show there in my life, but yeah. Yeah, because it, it, it makes me think of um, out here. We have like this, um, this like it's like a medium sized venue called the Glass House, and like you, you you go through the doors, and to the right is like this um, lobby area where they used to do merch, but now it's like just like this lounge area. But then way back in the day, they, they would even have bands play in there, which like was crazy. So that that's like what that reminds me of, like when, when I, I think about how you're describing um, your venue. Yeah, I mean, I hope it's cool. I think it'll be cool. I was kind of like, I didn't realize usually when you play that venue, you have to like sell tickets and they'll have them up on Eventbrite. And I was like, when we announced the show, I realized like, oh, Manic is going to put up some tickets. I was hoping people would just like come up to the door for this. But oh, well, it is what it is. Um, I think maybe it's almost sold out. I don't know. But try to pack as many people into the guest list as I can. And for for them or for you to have to convince them like what was uh the like for them to be apprehensive about it like what did you have to like you know uh, you know sell them on i think well our guitarist he's a bit old well he's not an old guy he's like 28 29 but he so he's been around longer than me okay you know i'm 23 i just turned 23 and he knows like some of these these guys from back in the day but he like texted him he's like what would you think about wreckage playing a show in that front room. He's like, you know, I think that could be awesome. So it was just like something I think they weren't even thinking about. And it just took us like being stupid and being like, what if, you know, but yeah, that's Hopefully awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. Okay. So merch is, uh, is usually in there. So where will merch be now for this show? We've thrown around the idea of making it like a little bit of a, having like a pop up there earlier in the day. Hopefully this isn't spoiling anything, okay. but I don't know if it'll actually happen, but maybe we'll have like all the merch set up in the big room. Maybe have some people cater it. We don't know. Maybe Ooh. maybe we can get like purgatory, one of the local like coffee shops to do a little coffee pop up. Maybe have people set up like records or zines or whatever. Maybe have a little, a little festival beforehand. We're talking about using the uh, record money to cater modes for all the bands. What is Moe's? You don't have Moe's out in California? No. Uh, I'm, oh, you, say, no. You, you say it so casually. Like I'm supposed to know. I, I'm, I'm clueless. I'm, what is Moe's? It's, it's like Chipotle, but better. Okay. I'm, I'm curious because uh, Chipotle is okay in my mind. Like I've been to Pancheros. Um, in, no uh, clue what that is. It, it's, it's, it's just like a Chipotle, but, but okay. it's like Chipotle, but better, right? So here's All Chipotle, right, so Pancheros is here. Okay. Yeah, it's it's Moe's Southwest Grill. Um, it's been around here for a while now, maybe like ten years. Okay, but it's it's a chain, but it's just like hardier than Moe's. You know, mm-hmm. like you get it, it's a big, heavy burrito. You know, they have they have chicken, they have their steak, they have tofu, and you get free chips and salsa with it every single time. You Damn, don't have to pay extra money for the chips and salsa. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm liking Moe's already. Mm-hmm. And it's just good like i could eat there once a week and i'll never get sick of it well i love hearing these plans for the record release and i like that you're um, wanting to make it more than just okay here's another hardcore show that you knows for yeah. the record the, the fact that 
you have these ideas to, to do more, I, I, I think you should, because uh, the, you know, if the space is available, I, I think you should take advantage of that and make it memorable yeah. because it's not, you, you can't have a, another record release, right? Cause the record's already out. So it's just like, you know, this right. is it. This is your, your one yeah. chance. You'll do it again. You'll have a record release for the next record, but you can't have, do it again for our, our time. Right. Yeah. I hope, I hope that actually comes like to fruition because I could be saying it now and then nothing actually happens but it would be awesome to actually have that idea come to life. Well, Noah, you just got to follow up. You can't just let it be an it's idea. True. You got to at least try because I feel like I got it. You got to try. Yeah. Cause if you try and fail, at least whatever, at least you, you tried to, to make it happen. Not everything, um, you know, will go uh, according to plan all the time. Um, so for you to be able to, uh, you know, at least put in the effort, I, I think that's the most important part. Cause you don't want to look back and be like, damn, we should have, um, you know, got Moe's catered. We should have hit up purgatory. It's like, no, you, you don't, don't, don't just let it be an idea. You, you should at least, uh, you should reach out. You should, you should um, hit some people up and try to, you know, actually make it happen. Cause I think that would be sick. You're, you're influencing me. All okay. right. I'll put a, you put a little bit of a fire under my ass there. All right. I'm, I'm going to hit you up in a couple of weeks and be like, how's the record <laughs> release show going? You need to, you know, have some movement on it. It's true. We have, we got some time. I won't procrastinate, but we got a little bit of time because it's um, April eighth. So we're, April eighth, yeah. We're in February. Yeah, you you have a couple months, but uh, I, I'm tripping out because I I don't know how far advanced people book their schedules out these days. Because I, I just got hit up the other day for a show in July, and I'm like July. Like I I'm, I'm thinking of trying to book a band in April, but like people are hitting me yeah. about July. Okay, like I now I feel like like the year is getting past me, and I'm just like all right now I'm trying to play catch up again. So yeah i think we've the furthest we have out right now is like potentially things in august but like that's just to have it set in stone you know yeah see, and that scares me because i'm i'm i, I shouldn't say i'm working so i haven't done any fucking work but i've put some feelers out there because i'm trying to do an edge day show in orange county um like a big one like let me like let's do a cool edge day show because like i've talked to people and like and i've been in orange county since 2010 and i don't think we've had an edge day show since i've been here so uh so the if i could be the one to to help bring it obviously i i'm my buddy kenny's gonna be there be there with me um so kenny and i um hopefully we can actually you know come together and do something cool so that's the plan and if i'm hearing you you already had shit locked out for august i, I need to start um uh talking to the bands because I, I had people tell me that they would do it and i'm like all right cool like I'll, I'll uh you know um they said they would do it so i'm like all right cool if, if you're serious like let's make it happen and everybody seemed to be on board but that was like obviously talking is talking but now when i'm gonna be like right. hey like let's confirm let's lock down some shit like i'll see who's really still around but i'm hoping that it, it's gonna be a thing that would be awesome. Yeah. Booking shows just is not something that I, I dreamed about doing. <laughs> it, it's very frustrating. Uh, but like I said, if I'm the one that, uh, that has to do it, um, obviously I, I love having program and Kenny, um, you know, by my side helping me out. So if it wasn't for them, I probably wouldn't want to be doing from, this because they helped yeah. me out so much. From what I've heard from seventh circle booking shows, and like promoting is just such a nightmare. Yeah, it, it, it is interesting. It, it just gives me like a whole new outlook on things too. Cause like when I book a show, 
And I'm like, wow, wow, nobody's promoting this <laughs> besides <laughs> besides me and my friends. Yeah, so hopefully, sinks. Yeah. Ho- hopefully people show up. And then it's just like, yeah, nobody promotes it, but then people show up. I'm just like, if this is the amount of people that are going to show with nobody promoting it, I wonder what it'd be if like people actually promoted the show. Like, mm-hmm. like sometimes Sean, the basis of wreckage. I don't know if I he he was he's been a part of it for a long time, and he'll be like, yeah, we're losing money. <laughs> we're not making any money on this show. <laughs> That's uh, for me. If I can just break even, you know, it, it, as long as um, I don't uh, hear Bob Wilson in my head and I'm asking if I had to go to the ATM to to pay bands, that's that's a win in my book because I, I I never want to have to go out of pocket. Um, mm-hmm. I, I haven't been in the situation. I haven't been in the situation where I had to, but I don't want to get there. So, I, thankfully, every show that I've done so far, I've been able to, uh, you know, uh, take care of everybody, no issues. That's good. That's good. Okay. Before we get too far away from the record release show, I'm just curious about the lineup. Um, uh, who decided on that? Was that like a, a collective from the label and the band or did record just decide that um, th- these are it the bands that we want? So we were talking about it. We were throwing out ideas for a long time about who we want and both burning Lord and envision were on the list from day one. Okay. Um, and then we were like, we were trying to have our record release show January 27th, but it didn't happen. We don't have the records yet. Um, it just, it didn't work out. Um, then we're like, okay, let's push it back a little bit, maybe March. And then we saw that Seat of Pain and Burning Lord were doing a little bit of a run in the Northeast mm-hmm. and they're playing Connecticut April 8th. So we're like, hold on. We know Burning Lord. We know Seat of Pain. We, you know, got friends in both of those bands. We like both of those bands. Why don't we just adopt that as a record release? And we're like, let's see if Envision is down because they would only need like two more members to be able to play that show because it's Seat of Pain and Envision are, they share like three members or something. Mm-hmm. And they, the two other members live in Philly. So it's not that big of a deal, you know? So they're going to drive up and um, then we ask Kidnapped because it's two members of Wreckage. You know, it's our friends. So they're going to open the show and yeah, that's how it happened. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And it's such a sick line too, because uh, Envision, they're not as busy as I would like them to be. So whenever they do anything, I'm always just like, that's, that's cool. Mm-hmm. And it's tough because some of them live in Florida. Some of them live in Philly. So like to be able to get them all together into one place, it usually just happens at like a, a faster when they try to get together for like one or two little weekends throughout the year, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So cool opportunity. I, and I'm happy that they were down to, to drive up and make it happen for you guys. Yeah. They, they love us. We love them. Got some friends in that band. So mm-hmm. made yeah. it happen. Yeah. And same thing with see the pain. I, I, I wish, uh, and obviously this is me being a selfish fan. I, I wish they would just tour all here just so they could come to California <laughs> multiple times. Cause they're so sick. Yeah, that's really the curse of being in a hardcore band. It's like, we're not making any money, you know? So we have to have a job, you know, outside of this. And then if we can, we th- we throw together a weekend and then like go back to work on Monday or something, all tired and, you know, battered. And maybe Matt and I both are in, we're, well, he's a teacher. I'm also, I just graduated and am pursuing teaching. So we could do like summers. And then we'll just have to get everybody else to take the time off, maybe get a fill in 
Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's tough to get like full tours to go to get to get full tours together. But that's the dream. Yeah, and congratulations on just uh, graduating. I, I had no idea. Thank you. Yeah. And from just graduating to um, where you want to get to, how far away are you? Um, so I just graduated with a bachelor's of science in education uh, with a specialization in history. So I can teach like grades seven through 12. And it's a, I'm still in the process of getting the certification in Connecticut. It takes like six to eight weeks. Okay. But um, yeah, I'm not far off. I actually just did like a long-term subbing position at a middle school in West Hartford. And I also work there full time as like a building teaching assistant. So yeah, I'm pretty much a teacher working full time. You ever get those questions? Oh, you look or like, you know, how are you a teacher? You look so young at a middle school. Not so much, but if I worked at a high school, there'd be some confusion probably like, where's your hall pass? What are you doing here? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'd be like, Oh, actually I work here. That's awesome. And I I love history. Is there like a specific type of history that you got a specialization in or is it? Um, I would say in the last few years, I would, I don't, for a bachelor's, there is no like concentration, concentration. But as I move forward, when I get my master's, um, maybe a PhD, it'll probably be in more contemporary U.S. history, maybe stuff to do with like um, U.S. foreign policy, stuff like that. Okay. That's what I'm interested in. Hell yeah. I, honestly, this is something that I'm very curious about because I didn't know this uh, part of your life. So hearing this, this has me excited. I I keep those two worlds pretty separate. Like people at work, almost maybe like two of them have any idea that I even play an instrument. One of them knows that I'm in a hardcore band. Mm-hmm. And for the hardcore world, it's like mostly my close friends who know that I actually have this other professional life, you know? Well, now the whole podcast is going to know. So that's true. That's true. And I'm, I'm not like that surprised, but just talking to um, people and finding out, like, oh, you're a teacher. That's crazy. That like, <laughs> like it's not that I wouldn't, um, you know, like it's any disrespect or anything, but it's just, uh, you know, cool to to see that there's um, people who are um, influencing and teaching our youth, but are also involved in something so cool like hardcore. Yeah. I mean, it is the, you know, the traditional hardcore kid path, right? Like, what else are we going to do? But I feel like there's a couple more traditional paths than becoming a teacher because that's a lot of work. It is a lot of work. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, I just want to rip all my hair out between having like when I was in college, like having essays to write and Mm -hmm. like research to do. And then also having to go play a show on a weekend felt like. I didn't know, like, I was like, okay, this, I'm just going to disintegrate so much stress and pressure on me right now, you know? Yeah, but you were able to withstand and get through it. I did it. Yeah. Well, you're not done, colors, but I'm, I'm happy to hear that you, you graduated and you have a, a clear path in mind. Because mm-hmm. I, I know too many people who went to college and don't use their degrees. Yeah. I mean, I there's really nothing else for me to do. I don't know what else I would do with my life other than education, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I definitely respect that and, you know, respect you a lot more. Thank you. Okay. Um, last thing before we do go. You, oh, do you have a degree? Do you have, no. I don't know anything about you. No, no, I, I, I'm a college dropout. 
Okay. Okay. I'll, I'll give my quick college history. I, went, I graduated high school, went to junior college, and my dream was to be a translator, right? Because in high school, Ooh. I took three years of Japanese and it was like in Japanese class, it was not even like I was in school. It, it was just something I was so interested in. I thought it was so fun. Mm. Had a great teacher. Shout out Miss Curante, wherever you're at these days um, with your bed and breakfast. Hope you're doing well. So going going to college, I'm like, okay, cool. Like, I'll I'll go to college. Uh, this is pretty expensive, but it, it's you know um, it'll help me get the job that I want. Right? Because I'll have a degree, whatever. Go to college. Their uh, counselor sits me down. She's like, hey. Uh, you have to take a third language. I'm like, no. I was like, I'm not taking a third language counselor. What are you talking about? And this is, I'm a young kid, you know, just stubborn, mm -hmm. not knowing um, anything. So they're just like, you have to take a third language or you can't complete your, you know, your, your degree. And I'm just like, fine. I don't want to complete it. I'm dropping out of college. I'll figure it out. So I, I dropped out of college and figured it out. I'm doing okay now, you know, living life i got, got the podcast um so mm -hmm. i have hardcore yeah, i mean you, college it's definitely been sold as like something that's necessary for you to succeed in mm -hmm. life it's definitely not true you know like you can do whatever you want yes but you just have to uh just be determined because <laughs> uh, definitely have to be determined yeah so um uh, mm -hmm. dropped out of college and so i college is not like it was fine for when I was there, but uh, mm -hmm. I just couldn't go back. It just wasn't for me. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I commuted for most of college because literally I just wanted the education. You mm -hmm. know, I lived, I lived. Um, the first college I went to was Western New England up in Springfield, and I transferred because I was originally in engineering and I hated it. Mm -hmm. And I transferred. I switched into the history program there. But that college was so expensive and anything to do with history is not going to have any payoff with that. So I transferred to Central Connecticut State University, which is very accessible and pretty cheap, especially for a commuter. So I've been able to cut down on my the loans that I'm going to have to pay back quite a bit by going to Central. And it's it was a great education. You know, I love the history department there. I feel very prepared for whatever I'm going to do next. So, yeah. Hell yeah. That's super cool to hear that, um, mm -hmm. you know, you're able to do it the way that you wanted to. And you had the, the you know, the brain to to switch, uh, you know, your, your, your major. Because, like I said, I know people who were too scared or who felt like they couldn't. So they just stuck it. They stuck with something that they just didn't even really like. And um, now mm -hmm. they have a bunch of money that they owe and they don't even use the degree. It's crazy. So that's why yeah. I, I get stoked to hear that you're actually using your degree for what yeah. it's you know intended. Maybe for. one of the maybe one of the few people who actually, um, I feel fulfilled with my degree. You know, I feel mm -hmm. like a lot of people don't. Yeah, and it's hard too because yeah. like you got to think too when you know young kids right out of high school expected to know what you want to do with your life. It's like, dude, exactly. Yeah, and not I was, I was lucky to get it right on the second try. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, the second I got into my history classes, I was like, oh, yeah, this is dope. I love this. And yeah. I was like actually interested in doing the work and like reading the books. I actually liked writing the papers. It was crazy. Yeah. And when you have that feeling, like it makes the experience and your time there like like way more enjoyable. It doesn't even feel like, you know, it's not such a drag. So I'm like mentally like it's not like beating you down. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you if you know about um you know, at Rotten Lens on Instagram, mm -hmm. 
the photography. That's my friend Aggie, who also goes to Central Connecticut. Well, I don't go, but she goes to Central Connecticut State University as well. She's in like the art education program. And she's just like, sometimes we'll just browse and like text me. She's like, whoa, the history classes sound so cool there. I'm like, yeah, they, they actually are. Like I've enjoyed almost all of my history classes. That's wild. Shout out Rotten Lens. Go follow Rotten Lens on Instagram. Definitely. Okay. Uh, last thing before we go, you play in another band that uh, released a EP. Was it last year? Bad Plan? Yeah. September of 2022, Ilcom released Bad Plan. But unfortunately, Ilcom has called it quits. So maybe we'll get together for one more show, but I don't, you won't be seeing anything from Ilcom anytime soon. Wow. What was that public? Did I miss something or it wasn't super public. We just like, there was a lot of hiccups. Mm -hmm. Um, We could barely ever get into practice with each other. We all had so much other stuff going on. And um, what the one show we had lined up got canceled and we were just kind of like, are we, it's kind of over, huh? And so we just kind of like in a unified thought, we're like, yeah, the band's done. All right. And then I think we posted like one story to Instagram. We're like, Ilcom's done, you know, rest in pieces, fun while it lasted. But yeah. Okay. You know? Yeah. I don't want to end on such a sour note because I had no idea. (laughs) It's okay. (laughs) Um, I mean, it was like, Hmm we put a lot of effort into writing that EP mm-hmm. and then just like other things took, you know, precedence, but it is what it is. I'm not too upset about it. We played a lot of good shows. We wrote some good music. We had good times and all things must come to an end one point or another, you know, unless your terror terror goes on forever. Unless your terror. <laughs> yeah. Somehow just always on a steady trajectory. Yeah. Consistently good for so long. Shout out terror. Mm-hmm. All right, Noah. Well, I, I do appreciate your time. I am very much looking forward to seeing you, seeing Wreckage next month in Philly. So I, I definitely appreciate your time here today. Um, but before we go, is there anything else you would like to say? Shout out everybody. There Shout it is. out Hardcore. Shout out Hardcore. I love it. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Thank you, Noah. We'll be back soon.